Okay. It's the Founders Journal, everyone. Starting a little bit differently today. I'm Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. For those of you that are listening for the first time, the Founders Journal is my diary that I've made available to the public so you can understand the trials and tribulations of running a business, leading a team, and managing people. If you hear another voice during the episode, that is producer Josh. He asks the good questions and pushes the conversations forward. I hope you enjoy, and I'll catch you at the end of the episode. It's time for the Founders Grab Bag. The Grab Bag, a fan favorite. Everyone loves it. Everyone's been asking for us to do another, even though it's our first. I think it's actually technically the second. We didn't call it the Grab Bag. We've now wrapped it up with a name, but I think we did one episode uh, where there was like a collection or three of three or four things. So I guess if you look at it that way, technically 10% of all of our episodes have been Founders Grab Bags. In reality, one today was one of those days where I don't think there was one massively impactful thing, but there were a few really interesting learnings throughout the day that I thought really spanned the gamut of all different parts of the business. Reach into the grab bag. First thing I pulled out, it's about consultants and freelancers. I promise it's interesting. So, you know, I've talked a lot about how we're working on building an educational product at Morning Brew. And, you know, I'm going to repeat the basics of it every episode just for you new listeners. Basically, we're looking to build an online educational experience for Morning Brew's audience and for other people. And this is a totally new business we're building within the company. I've always had uh, kind of a love-hate relationship in working with consultants and freelancers. I think, you know, Austin, my co-founder, and I very early on were very much like purists and traditionalists as it re- related to having everyone be full-time, having everyone work in the office. And I think uh, that kind of core belief has been challenged in a big way, one with COVID where everyone's working remote and I would say we're as effective right now. So that belief of everyone working in office all the time, I think that's been challenged. But you know, I'm also starting to think that there is a time and place for consultants and freelancers. And in in the context of our educational product, you know, I recently talked to someone who's thinking about uh, or who I'm thinking about working with us as kind of like this this uh, Sherpa on the journey of building an educational product. And the way I'm almost thinking about them is, you know, this person built from the ground up a massive eight-figure online education platform and kind of knows the exact playbook. And so the way I think about working with her is almost as an insurance policy, not to depersonalize her, but it's almost how I create this, you know, this framework in my head for why a consultant may make sense. But what this consultant is going to ensure that we do is one, that we hire the right internal product manager to run our educational product. And two, that we have the right strategy for building out this product. And so in my mind, it's like, this is the insurance policy to avoid catastrophe, to avoid uh, a horrible event that happens down the road. And we're paying a small amount up front in order to ensure that. That's really interesting. I'm curious what other people listening think about this, because I think there's proactive hiring for consultants and reactive where something goes wrong and you go, oh, shit, I really need help. I better go find somebody to help me. So I'd be curious to hear what other people say. Yeah, this is definitely in the in the proactive bucket. But uh, yeah, if anyone has thoughts on how you work with consultants and freelancers, um, and if this you know insurance analogy resonates with you, give us a shout. Would love to hear from you. What's next on the list? So next on the list is about hiring. You know, it's an interesting time in terms of hiring at Morning Brew. Uh, you know, f- 
for a little while, we were putting a pause on hiring as quickly as we had planned to with the business, given that a world pandemic happened. Now, as we're starting to normalize in our business and think about ramping up hiring, I think more relevant than ever is the idea of as we try to hit pretty aggressive hiring goals. I think that the challenge that we experience now and we're going to always experience as a business, and I'm honestly interested how venture-backed businesses handle this, but I think the the biggest thing, the natural trend tension we struggle with is we want to hit our hiring goals. We want to have hired the people we said we were going to hire, but the last thing that we want to do is rush hires. As I think about any time that we've messed up a hire within Morning Brew, without fail, it's one mistake that we've made and it's feeling rushed to make a hire and that clouds our judgment for looking for the perfect person and we end up conceding on something we shouldn't have conceded on. And so just something that I'm struggling with right now and I've been talking with Austin and other people on our team about is how can we hire in an expedient way but not concede on people's skills and still hire superstars? And I don't have the answer, but we're going to try figuring it out over the next uh, few weeks. Candidly, I, I've been frustrated and, and grateful at the same time because I'm like, especially with Neil, our managing editor, I'm like, let's just hire this person. He's like, no, 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 that's not the right person. Then we find the right person. You go, oh, shit, that's the right person. I, I think it's also something to reflect on that you have the ability to decide how fast we move where venture back startups are literally forced to hire in that way. For sure. And I, and the, the final thing I'll say is I think it's a hard problem to solve. Because with every hire there that potentially took too long, there was a different reason for why that hire took too long. It may just be that we're looking for an absolute unicorn. And so even though we're doing a ton of outreach to potential candidates, finding the right person is like one in a thousand people. I think that's why it's difficult to improve our processes in order to speed up the hires we're doing. Third pick in the grab bag, let's do it. So I had my uh, one-on-one with Austin my co-founder today, we do uh, a weekly one-on-one for somewhere between an hour and a half and two hours. And one of the things that we've been talking about is kind of just a, a natural conversation that comes up between us, I don't know, call it every six months, which is how are our roles evolving? Um, because a business is a living, breathing organism. And so what you find as a co-founder is that you're constantly reinventing yourself in your role and you need to be dynamic just like your business is dynamic. And so we just started having a conversation about how should my role evolve? How should his role evolve? And while I haven't landed on the specific activities, at least the framework that I'm using to approach this exercise is first thinking about what are my superpowers. And when I say superpowers, I'm saying things that I believe I am better at than 99% of people. And so to that point, these are going to be very few things. If you think you have, let's call it more than three superpowers, they aren't superpowers and you're lying to yourself. So the first thing I did was had an honest conversation with myself about what are my superpowers so that I then knew what are the activities that I am I should be doing that lean into my two or three superpowers. And maybe three is generous, maybe it's two, but I'm going to say three for now. The first is storytelling. I believe that I can storytell our business, our products, our people, and our mission better than anyone else in this world. The second is creative thinking. I love thinking creatively about everything from big integrated marketing 
a, a fancy word for ways to partner with advertisers ranging from Nike to Apple and every company in between. And the final uh, superpower is relationship building. I feel a deep level of em empathy for people, and I love learning people's stories. And so the conversation I had with Austin was just about given these three things, storytelling, relationship building, and creative thinking, what are the highest leverage activities in our business that I can be doing for 95% of my time? And when I say highest leverage activities, I mean highest return on time spent, meaning for every minute I put in, the output for that minute I put in is higher than any other activity I could be doing. And the short answer is, I don't know exactly what those activities are yet, but we're in this kind of exploration process together. I know what I'm optimizing for. I know the activities I should be thinking about doing. Um, and hopefully over the coming weeks, similar to uh, the hiring question, I'll have an answer to this. We, uh, we talked about a lot today in uh, the Founders Grab Bag. We talked about consultants and freelancers and how I view them sometimes as insurance policies. We talked about the difficulty of hiring great people at speed. And we talked about how as a manager or founder, you need to evolve just as your company evolves. If any of these things struck a chord with you, shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. Would love to discuss and I'll catch you tomorrow. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.